0: number 877 381 877 381 We start today's program, sadly, uh, talking about the passing of Bernard. You nationwide know him from the IMAS program in and around New York City, Many of you know him from WABC, uh, where he did a morning show and uh, did a morning show. They were great twosome in the morning on WABC. Bernie and I were buddies. I don't mean social buddies. I don't mean that we went out. I don't mean that we called every day. But we were buddies. We shared the same philosophy, kind of the same weird humor. Uh, We didn't take any enemies, and um, he was a really, really smart guy, but kind, extremely kind. He would call me before I'd go on Imus, Imus would like me to come on from time to time actually often. And he would say, heads up, you know, he's going to do this. He's going to talk about that. I said, okay, that's cool. And he he was very loyal, extremely loyal. And I wish uh, more of you around the country could have heard his morning show. Because he's just fantastic. Uh, About three or four weeks ago, give or take, I tried to uh, call him on his cell phone, which I almost never did, and there was no answer, and there was no voicemail, and I knew there was a big problem at that point. But he will be remembered as one of the greats of radio and one of the great people, kindest, decent people you can meet in this business. And those of you who may have met him outside this business know exactly what I'm talking about. So I want to wish Bernie's family and friends uh, my deepest sympathies. And I want to say, rest in peace, my brother. None of us, none of us, make it out of here alive, one way or another, one age or another, one illness or disease or another, one crime or another. We just don't make it out of here, not alive. You know, um, I think it was Gene Shepherd, another great radio man, years and years ago. Who said, and I was a young kid when I heard this in Philadelphia, you know, with the uh, transistor radio antenna picking up New York radio. But he said, and I remember he said something like this because it has stuck with me forever. And I may have mentioned this to you in years past. He said, and and I think I'm pretty close you're not going to be remembered after a third or fourth generation. He said you didn't exist for all intents and purposes. And over the course of a thousand years of human history, there's probably 500 people, maybe a thousand at the most, whose names, whose existence are known and remembered. It's true, isn't it? Not to make you sad, just make the best of the time you have on this earth with your family and friends, because that's all that's going to matter. And I believe that's true. How many of you know who your great-great-great-grandfather was? Or your great-great-great-grandmother was? Or go back one more grade if you do, and then you probably don't. It's really not as long ago as you think. 150 years ago, 200 years ago. It's true. So uh, I just want to say uh, rest in peace and uh, and God bless to Bernie and his family. And he's gone to, as we say, a better place. Now there's a lot out there today about Hunter Biden. It comes out of the Washington Post. So immediately I am suspicious by Devlin Barrett and Perry Stein, whoever the hell that is. Federal agency chargeable tax gun purchase case against Hunter Biden. Federal agents investigating Biden's son Hunter have gathered what they believe is sufficient evidence to charge him. With tax crimes and a false statement related to gun purchases according to people familiar with the case. The next step is for the U.S. attorney in Delaware, or Trump administration holdover is what they call him, to decide on whether to file such charges, these people said. The investigation began in 2018 and became a central focus for then-President Trump during his unsuccessful 2020 re-election effort. Initially, the investigation centered around Hunter Biden's finances, related to oversee business ties and consulting work. Over time, investigators with multiple agencies focused closely on whether he did not report all his income, whether he relied on gun purchase paperwork in 2018, according to the people familiar with the situation, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss an ongoing case. Agents determined months ago they had assembled a viable criminal case against the younger Biden, but it is ultimately up to prosecutors and the Department of Justice, not agents, to decide whether to file charges in cases where prosecutors believe the evidence is strong enough to lead to a likely conviction at trial. Given the intense political interest in a criminal probe involving the son of a sitting president, Attorney General Merrick Garland has made clear that the U.S. Attorney in Delaware, David C. Weiss, who was nominated by Trump. Now, they've twice said that he's a Trump guy, right, Mr. Producer? Is supervising the case. Garland has vowed there will be no political or otherwise improper interference in the Hunter Biden case, and has not moved to push Weiss to make a decision. People familiar with the matter said it's not uncommon for the Justice Department to take years to finish, and it goes on. And notice they didn't talk to Tony Bobolinsky. You know, I said yesterday, Hunter, uh, Tucker Carlson's interview with Bobolinsky the second time was really incredibly powerful. The first time was, too, but the second time even more so because the FBI hadn't done anything. And there he is. He's basically encouraging the FBI to talk to him again. Or a grand jury to talk to him again. That is... They should be talking to Bobolinsky about their investigation of Hunter Biden because it clearly leads to Joe Biden. And Hunter Biden's the fall guy for Joe Biden. Joe Biden is corrupt. He's a crook. I've called him the Manchurian president because of all the money he and his family have received through various ways and various forms from the communist Chinese regime. But I want to suggest something to you. Why does this story come out now? Even within the story, it says that these investigators concluded months ago that they had the evidence to indict Hunter Biden. We've heard this over the past few months, too. Why is it coming out today on October 6th at 2.26 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time? Do you know why? Do you know why, Mr. Producer? Before the election, no indictment? No. I have to take a break. When we come back, I'll tell you what's going on here. We'll be right back. Much love in Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today. At Levin for Hillsdale That's Levin. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale dot com. So my question was, why would the Department of Injustice leak now October 6th? About a month before the election, this information on Hunter Biden. That they have the goods on them. But of course, they're not going after those criminal acts of Hunter Biden that might draw in Big Daddy, the big guy, Mr. Ten Percent. So they're making, making sure they can protect Joe Biden. Why is it, ladies and gentlemen? Well, I'll tell you why. Which means you're going to hear this within an hour or two or three after I say it. Because people are probably saying right now, many of you in your cars and trucks or at your dinner table or wherever, well, what are they waiting for? They've got the goods on this guy. Even this leak says they've got the goods on this guy. They've had the goods on this guy for months. The grand jury's ready to go. It's ready to indict. What are they waiting for? What are they waiting for? They've got him. It's black and white. It's a trap. Now, why is it a trap? Anybody know? It's a trap because this is what they say about Donald Trump. The the likes of Bill Barr and his ilk and other legal analysts and others have been saying and low IQ dimwit types on the constipated news network and MSLSD. Fools in the New York Slimes and the Washington Compost. Former federal persecutors. They have Trump dead the rights on the Presidential Records Act. He took them. I no, he can't just declassify on the fly. So he violated the Espionage Act, too. It's cut and dry. What are they waiting for? This Department of Injustice, under Meritless Garland, the hack U.S. attorney, the moron director of the FBI, a.k.a. the American Stasi, they are chomping at the bit to charge Donald Trump. They are chomping at the bit to charge him over Mickey Mouse claims. That's right, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Donald Duck, whatever. And so, They flopped this out through their favorite, or one of their favorite, phony media platforms, the corrupt Washington Compost, and their ideological phony reporters, to lay a PR foundation for charging President Trump at some point. From their point of view, the sooner the better. To demonstrate, see how fair we are? See how fair we are? We have all this stuff on Hunter Biden. It's only a matter of time till we pull the trigger. It's only a matter of time. They're not going to pull the trigger against Hunter Biden on anything related to Joe Biden. Period. Anything related to Tony Bobulinski. Period. They've got to immunize Biden. They've got to protect him. He's their boy. But so what? They bring up Hunter on a few charges of this, that, or the other thing, or some negotiated plea deal, or whatever. Slap him on the hand. Slap him in the face. Put him in jail a little while. What the hell? It's not as if he was a trespasser or parader on January 6th on the grounds of the Capitol. No, those people are dangerous. It's not as if he's a pastor or an activist against... Abortion. Now, those people are dangerous. When the Washington Compost is involved, and when you have a leak like this, it's not as it seems at surface level. It's just not. It's bizarre that this would be leaked to the Washington Compost and that the Washington Compost would run it a month before the election. The timing is relevant. The substance is relevant. The way they wrote it is relevant. Trump's name appears twice in the first four or five paragraphs of a story that has nothing to do with Trump. Nothing. So just to reiterate, they flop this out there. They tell you, We're ready to go. We're ready to get, Hunter. It's obvious we have black and white, open and shut case. You know, he didn't register as a foreign agent and he didn't pay his taxes. Well, what about the money he got from China and passed on to his daddy? And I, ah, hey, 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 where are you going with this? We're not looking at that. But Trump, Trump took documents. He did what? He took documents. That's right. And even the repubes. Even some of them are out there saying they have Trump dead to rights. And so you see, ladies and gentlemen, the Department of Justice will work out something with Hunter or they'll charge him on on various counts and lay the predicate, I fear, for going after Donald Trump. We see only equal justice here, you know, over here at the Department of Injustice, uh, we only see equal justice. I'll be right back. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at com. That's Levin L E V I N for Hillsdale.com.
2: Mark Levin The champion of liberty and true conservatism Call Mark now
0: 877-381-3811 Alright I'll be on Hannity tonight 9.30pm Eastern 6.30pm Pacific I'll be on Hannity tonight. You know, uh, there's a story. Some of you may not care about this story. I care about it. I had it yesterday. I didn't get to it, and I kicked myself over it. And it's in the New York Post. It's by Lee Brown and Evan Simcoe Bednarski. And I want to read this to you. Ukrainian officials claimed to have unearthed a torture chamber used by Russian troops As yet more civilian bodies were discovered in recently liberated portions of Kharkiv province It's their be- second biggest city You won't hear this from the putinoids Which is a disgrace the grisly news came as Russia's President Vladimir Putin said he'd finalize his so called annexation of a fifth of Ukraine. The underseas nation's defense ministry compared harrowing scenes found in the newly liberated village of Pisky Rad- Radkivsky to a mini Auschwitz. The ministry shared disturbing images including some pictures of an abandoned gas mask supposedly put on the head of a victim who was covered with a smoldering rag and buried alive. Another image showed a plastic container with seemingly dozens of gold dental crowns pulled from victims' teeth. It was found along with a sex toy that Russian troops used on villagers and captured Ukrainian forces in the terrible torture chamber according to a local national security service investigations chief Sergly Bovinov the disturbing finds are unbelievable neighbors constantly heard screams from there he said he said wires and ropes were also found in the basement of the village about a hundred miles outside the city of Kharkiv the police are well aware of the torture of being buried alive and the use of gas masks with a smoldering rag, he said, without detailing how many people are thought to have been tortured and killed. Or in other words, you have a gas mask, they forced it on people, and then they put a smoldering rag over their, their heads and faces so they couldn't breathe, and they would then set them on fire. He shared a video of officers looking around the squalid basement where lines of blood appear to be scratched into walls. These are the conditions in which they were being held. They were tortured here. One of the men can be heard saying, the National Police of Ukraine also highlighted the find as another torture chamber of the Russian occupiers. After the deoccupation, our police officers document here, the war crimes, locals were kept in inhumane conditions. People were intimidated, beaten, abused. He said, on the east bank of the Oskil River and on the southeast corner, of the Kharviv province is among the most recently liberated villages in northern Ukraine. Similar tales of torture have greeted Ukrainian forces as they fought their way through the province in recent weeks. Ukraine's Prosecutor General Andrei Kostin, who was at a security conference in the Polish capital of Warsaw Wednesday, told reporters, Four dead bodies have been found elsewhere in the province with signs of torture and extrajudicial killings. Two bodies were found in a factory uh, with their hands bound behind their backs. Ukraine forces near the city had also found 24 civilians dead in their cars, including 13 children and one pregnant woman. In another village on the banks of Oskil, two more bodies were found shackled the Ukrainian National Police also highlighted a police station in another Kharkiv village, which the occupiers, quote unquote, turned into their fortified base and torture chamber for local residents. Apparently it's going on in town after town after town. The Russians were based here illegally detaining and abusing local residents, they said. The Kremlin has repeatedly denied human rights. They have it on video. Video. The Russian leaders signed the final paperwork to declare the four Ukrainian provinces as integral parts of Russia. Despite overwhelming evidence, the Kremlin has repeatedly denied human rights abuses or attacks on civilians in its so called special military operation in Ukraine. Now, let me ask you folks a question. On what network did you hear this story, Mr. Producer? Not one. None. I didn't even see it on Media Matters or Mediaite. Not one. Here's another one. Front page. Frontpagemag.com. Robert Spencer. As women in Iran are shot down while fighting for their rights, the squad has little to say. The ultimate betrayal. How many times have you heard this? None, other than from Front Page Mag and Robert Spencer. What's happening in Iran is the biggest women's rights protest ever in the Islamic world, ever. Yet the response from some of the leading feminists in the United States, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ilian Omar, and Rashida Talib, But I might add... As far as I know, Talib and Omar are fellow Muslims with these folks, has been strikingly muted. Each one has made what can be characterized at best as tepid pro forma responses, one that contrasts sharply with their statements and actions during the Trump administration. It looks as if each of these women regards Trump as a far greater threat to the women than the, to women than the Islamic Republic of Iran. AOC tweeted on September 23rd, Solidarity with the courageous women and allies in Iran, protect, protesting for their freedom. Masha Omni was senselessly murdered by the same patriarchal and autocratic forces repressing women the world over. The right to choose belongs to us all, from hijabs to reproductive care. She also tweeted a, retweeted a tweet from Yasim Abdelmajid. A hijab-wearing Muslim uh, who writes in Australia, to be hijabi or not hijabi is the business of no state or man. Solidarity with women resisting patriarchal control. Talib meanwhile, retweeted AOC's statement, and Omar retweeted Abdel-Majid's. That's it in terms of the public reactions of this trio to the uprising for women's rights in Iran. Neither AOC nor... Abd majid was going to come close to anything, saying something about Islamic law. Although that's exactly what the protests in Iran are all about. Women there don't want to live under Islamic law anymore. But both are far too committed to the fictional concept of Islamophobia. And so they both made it all sound patriarchy. That's a much safer target for them as patriarchy exists all over not just in Iran, and not just among Muslims. So the very publicly practicing Muslims, Omar and Talib, could retweet their statements without fearing that they would be accused of criticizing Islam. And there's more, but I don't need to get into it. Spencer is the director of Jihad Watch, a, a Selman fellow at the David Horowitz Freedom Center, author of 26 books, He's well-known, he's very factual, and he's a very brave fellow. In fact, we haven't heard much at all from the Democrats, have we, or the media? How many people saw anything on the news today about the women being brutalized, and now everybody being brutalized, who's protesting the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran? I didn't see a single story today, did you, Mr. Producer? Not on television. Oh, then it must not be happening and it must not be happening just like Ukraine those torture chambers that the Russians have used I guess that's not happening either I mean after all what's the problem these people are frauds and phonies they disgust me absolutely disgust me don't they disgust you You don't get the news from the news. You don't get the news from Andrea Mitchell. You don't get the news from Fake Tapper. You don't get the news from the NBC Nightly News and the whole conga line of crackpots and and morons over there at MSLSD. You don't get the news from ABC and CBS. Oh, and their fantastic Sunday shows. No, you don't. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, Hillsdale.com. Joe Biden is, well, many things, and most of it very negative but among other things he's like an untrained mechanic he opens the hood of the car putzes around with the engine car doesn't work and he doesn't know how to fix it but he refuses to take it to a mechanic who is qualified and trained and can fix it that's what he's doing to our country when it comes to oil we know how to fix the problem open up the leases Let them drill, have in effect a Manhattan Project for energy. And no, I don't mean tilting at windmills. I mean doing what we know works. You know, that stuff you put in your vehicle, and that's used in many cases to warm your home. That stuff, you know, fossil fuel, was a genius development. Genius development. That is, the ability to develop something deep into the earth, into something that's useful to mankind. But then we have these clowns, these reprobates, these malcontents. They're perfectly happy with the United States being a second or third class country. They don't believe in the country in the first place. They don't like our history in the first place. They spend their every waking moment attacking this country. That's the Democrat Party, and that's their base. And those are their surrogates in the media and elsewhere. So what if America falls behind China? So what if you pay more for fuel? So what if the borders are wide open? So what if you pensioners can't pay? So what? So what? Everything we have, we got through colonialism and imperialism and, and injustice and slavery. and So what? Serves America good to be a second or third-rate country. What's the problem? So what if he can't get a car? So what if he can't eat steak? So what? 5% of the world's population or less, use 25% of the world's resources to create, to quote, Barack Obama. See, you don't think that way, with, regardless of your race, regardless of your, of your station, your background, your experience, your education. your You don't think that way. You think like a normal person, which is work hard, be successful, take care of your family, take care of what's yours, Acquire property. Do what you can to have a prosperous life, as prosperous as you can make it. You're not sitting around hoping for and scheming to take down the country. Well, let me tell you something. Biden is and the Democrat Party are. That's true. It's not that the Democrats don't know what to do when it comes to the price of fuel, they don't want to do it. And so they want you to look 40 years from now, 100 years from now, paint a picture of paradise. Paint a picture of paradise where Tweety Birds live with polar bears, where the oceans never rise and never recede. Where the temperature is always exactly 71.5 degrees. Where you never get a sunburn. There's no earthquakes. There's no hurricanes. There's no, to- no tornadoes. Where the earth is under control, we just need to pass more laws. And restrict your living. We just need to do the things we need to do to control you. 40 years from now, 10 years from now, the world will be so fantastic. You may have to pay a price now. You may have to suffer now. Here's Biden at at the IBM facility in Poughkeepsie, New York, today. Cut one, go.
2: More is going to change for the better in the next 10 years than happened in the last 40 years.
0: Okay, so this is just a throwaway line. You probably got it a, from a fortune cookie at a Chinese restaurant. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. But it sounds good. That's what we call a demagogue. Go ahead.
2: An Inflection point in world history.
0: That phrase, inflection point. We're always at an inflection point, ladies and gentlemen, in world history. Just spend more money, burn more debt, impose this burden on future generations, redistribute wealth, embrace more extreme examples of American Marxism. All kinds of fantastic, fantastic things will happen if you embrace economic socialism and reject market capitalism and voluntary behavior go ahead
2: where the changes are going to take place in the next 10 are going to fundamentally alter the way in which we look at the world and our place in the world and that's this not like this
0: fool this guy either has a plate in his head or needs a plate in his head now he's nostradamus look look 10 years from now the world will be di- everybody knows 10 years from now the world will be a different place you idiot the question is what kind of place one that embraces liberty one that promotes a vibrant economy economic growth and opportunity oh, you know one that's in decline and, and unraveling and, and whatever what, what am I doing here where am I you know the thing
1: in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin.
0: Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. By the way, I want to say hi to Sophia Colonnese. She's around nine years old, wonderful parents. Some of you may have heard of Vince Colonnese. He's a great host on WMAO. But Sophia and her mom, when they drive home, they're in the car and Sophia listens. I may have missed them. I'm sorry if I did. But there's my shout out for Sophia. Thank you, Sophia. Why is it that the Secret Service... Claims to have kept no logs of any visitors to meet with, to visit with Joe Biden during his time in Wilmington at his home or Rehoboth Beach at his home. Why is that? Joe Biden's been at one or the other homes for over 200 days during his short but miserable presidency. How is it possible that there are no logs or maybe they're missing? Wow. What happened to the Presidential Records Act? Now, they're supposed to keep logs for the Presidential Records Act. They're also supposed to keep logs for security reasons. So you're telling me people visited the putative president of the United States at his homes and the secret service didn't vet a single one of them. Didn't collect even their social security numbers, their driver's licenses, nothing. You know what? That's called America. A lie. That's a lie. Who's been visiting Joe? I'm sure Haggy, Haggy, it's about right, Maggot Haberman is on the case. Boy, what what a clown she is. Running around from platform to platform about her new book, filled with BS and gossip and BS, did I say? Utterly unethical, holding back information if she thought it was so newsworthy. Sitting on her fat butt. Much like Phil Bump, you know, and Sarah Rump and all the rest of the crowd. Getting gossip from never-Trumpers who, who are secreted around Trump or disgruntled former employees or grifters. Like the one on The View. What is her name? I can't remember her name. Farrah Griffin? Yes, Farrah Griffin. What's her name? Alyssa Farragh-Griffin, who has confessed to being a source for the book for which she is celebrated and carried on the shoulders, the very, very broad, wide shoulders of the likes of Whoopi Goldberg and and uh, Joya, what's-her-ass? It doesn't matter. Behar. Oh, yes. Amazing, isn't it? So we don't have any Any records of who's been visiting Joe maybe it's a team of neurologists with drill bits and so forth just to see what's going on in his cranium I don't know but we don't know who been visiting him maybe it's friends from communist China don't know the mind is left to wander The mind is left alone. Maybe I'll write a book on it, like Maggot Haberman. Maggot Haberman's now doing predictions. She thinks Trump will be indicted. She thinks he'll run for office. Does she think he'll become a racist if he runs again? Always in the affirmative, of course, because she's the grifter. She wants to be the next Bob Woodward. And, you know, with all the transitioning going on, I suppose that's possible. Washington Examiner, Jerry Dunleavy. Washington Examiner had an editorial a few months back. You might recall trashing Donald Trump. But I looked for this article elsewhere, and I couldn't find it. So that's what I'm left with. House GOP demands investigation into Chinese ties to top U.S. nuclear and weapons site. And I'm thinking, excuse me? I think the FBI is, like, really busy right now. How dare these Republican leaders in the House of Representatives... know? Notice the Republican leader in the Senate doesn't give a damn. He's there just inhaling his own carbon dioxide. In any event, they demand the Republicans an investigation of the Chinese ties to top U.S. nuclear weapons. Don't they understand that the Federal Bureau of instigation and the Injustice Department are extraordinarily busy tracking down and swatting middle-aged American citizens who may have been parading or trespassing on the Capitol grounds on January 6 I mean after all we have a new January 6 committee hearing coming it's the last one but by golly gee whiz gee willikers it's gonna be a doozy we're told unbelievable and as a footnote Apparently, Liz Cheney was speaking at the McCain Center for this, that, and the other out in Arizona over the weekend. She said, you know, I've never voted for a Democrat, but if I lived in Arizona, I would. She's upset that the Trump candidates got through and beat the Bush, Cheney, Romney, Rhino candidates she doesn't understand that for most americans she's utterly irrelevant or worse utterly irrelevant or worse but hey who cares anyway house gop demands investigation in the chinese ties house republicans are calling on the biden administration to investigate the chinese government's economic espionage efforts as U.S. research labs following a damning report about Beijing's apparent extensive efforts at the Los Alamos National Lab. And you know it's amazing, America? I'm sure the Los Alamos National Laboratory, a.k.a. Laboratory, meets all the National Archives standards for protecting classified information. I'm sure they do, and yet, here the Communist Chinese are probably, and probably, uh, reportedly, are all over the place, grabbing information. Maybe their information should be moved to Mar-a-Lago. Or at least it won't be leaked. The Republicans wrote to express our serious concerns about a new report seeming to show decades-long Chinese government-linked infiltration into New Mexico's Los Alamos National Laboratory, a U.S. weapons and nuclear research site and to learn what steps your offices are taking to protect our critical research from malign talent recruitment programs. The letter is led by the great Representative Michael Waltz of Florida. Ten other House Republicans, I notice no Democrats signed this, was addressed to Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm, moron, and, uh, of course, uh, others, White House Office of Science and Technology Policy Director, Arati Prabhakar, if that is his or her name, Waltz told the Washington Examiner the Chinese Communist Party, particularly under Xi Jinping, explicitly aims to become the dominant world superpower in the next decade, and they aim to do it through technology. Chinese government, he said, is rapidly passing us in those areas because they're stealing their way to the top. Oh, I thought it was Donald Trump and his documents. Now, what is the FBI going to do about this? What is Biden going to do about this, the Manchurian putative president? It was bought and paid for by the communist Chinese military and government, the monies of which were washed through, among others, his son, Hunter, you may have heard of him. So the Communist Chinese have not only infiltrated our biggest top-secret nuclear facility, but they've infiltrated the Democrat Party at the highest ranks. The stooge, I mean the putative president who's in charge of that party and now in the Oval Office. But don't worry, we have more resources than ever before in fact enormous resources it's the biggest investigation the fbi has january 6 followed no doubt by donald trump followed no doubt by pro-life protesters the warning was sparked by a september report by strider technologies a private intelligence firm titled the Los Alamos Club, How the People's Republic of China Recruited Leading Scientists from Los Alamos National Laboratory to Advance Its Military Programs. The report concluded that at least 162 scientists, folks, who had worked at Los Alamos returned to China, quote, To support a variety of domestic research and development programs between 87 and 2021, with 15 of the scientists having worked as permanent staff at Los Alamos, and of 15, 13 having been recruited into Chinese government talent programs. The investigation found at least 59 of the scientists have been part of China's Thousand Talents Program, or its Youth Thousand Talents Program. I have a question. From 1987 to 2021, what department, what agency, what bureau has been responsible for protecting us from this? What bureau, Mr. Producer? The Federal Bureau of Instigation, you're correct. It can't even protect us from this. They've got thousands of people working at the Federal Bureau of Instigation. Thousands, they have billions of dollars. I don't understand. Wouldn't this be logical to conclude that this is target number one, Los Alamos? Target number one, Los Alamos National Laboratory to advance its military programs. That's what the Communist Chinese are doing. They've had scores of spies there, scores. Dressed up as scientists? Did it occur to anybody at the Federal Bureau of Instigation, a.k.a. the American Stasi, that this deserves the focus? What will the January 6th committee say about this? Nothing. Nothing. How about the constipated news? that Nothing. How about MSLS? Nothing. 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 The FBI has reportedly warned about China's Thousand Talents economic espionage program. And how about how the Chinese effort also targeted the Federal Reserve over many years? And what are they doing about it? They're using resources to chase down average Joes and average Sallies. The Department of Energy's world-leading national laboratories, like Los Alamos National Lab, play critical. Isn't it amazing all these Sunday shows nobody asked Jennifer Granholm about this? Hey, Jen, may I call you Jen? Jen, what have you been doing about this? Now what? She's another one with the stocks, by the way. Another one with the stocks. What have you been doing about this, Chen? since this lab is under your tutelage? Since you're responsible for it? Former Los Alamos scientist pleaded guilty in 2020 to a charge of making a false statement to a federal investigator about his involvement in China's program. He received five years of probation. Oh, he got a lesser sentence than the vast majority of people who've been charged For parading and trespassing during January 6th. You see, they're insurrectionists. These are just communist Chinese spies. Which is worse? Which is worse? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The government is addicted to spending, and that reckless spending is driving up costs on everything for your family. It's not right, and it's not fair. But you don't have to be a victim. There are things you can do right now to lower your monthly expenses and mitigate the impact of inflation. Step one, switch your cell phone service to pure talk. On America's most reliable 5G network, you don't have to sacrifice coverage to save a fortune every single month. Take a look at your cell phone, Bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're getting ripped off. I know how much you pay. Pure Talk will give you unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month. That's real money that can go to cover groceries or gas. And Pure Talk has never raised rates. Take action. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan that will save you money. Then enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's L-E-V-I-N, podcast, and you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to Puretalk.com and her promo code Levin podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. Now lest you think the the American Stasi just has uh, too much on its plate to be chasing communist Chinese spies who are stealing our nuclear technology. You'd be wrong. They're very busy chasing down the former president of the United States, chasing down the people who protested peacefully on January 6th, uh, and of course, chasing down pro life activists. They've got time for all of it. They even have time to go after parents who, who don't like what the teachers' unions and the clown superintendents are doing to their students, to their children chasing down state legislatures, Republican state legislatures. They're very busy. Very busy refusing to enforce federal felony statute respecting the protesting at the homes and other locations of justices of the Supreme Court. That is, the real justices who believe in the Constitution. Don't blame the Rank and file, ladies and gentlemen, it's just the seniors there who are the problem. I know this because Bill Barr told us this. So it must be true. The Daily Signal, Mary Margaret Olahan, that's Heritage Foundation, amid accusations that it's targeting pro-lifers to silence and intimidate, the Justice Department has charged 11 more pro-life activists but violations of the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act or the FACE Act for blocking the entrance of an abortion clinic in 2021. All right, you can see that this is a concerted effort of the Federal Bureau of Instigation and the Department of Injustice. That means they're literally having meetings every morning on who to take down and who to take out. They must have a whiteboard or something. Where they decide, okay, today is Trump Day. All right, tomorrow is uh, Pro-Lifers Day. All right, the next day is January 6th day. What about the communist spies at the... Hey, we don't have time for that. Besides, the big guy, Mr. 10%, he's in their back pocket. What do you want us to do? The 11 activists who were charged with FACE Act violations... Stemming from their 2021 quote-unquote blockade of an abortion clinic in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, this blockade was peaceful. Pro-life activist A.J. Hurley told The Daily Signal last night. Several of the activists were arrested on the day of the blockade after reportedly successfully preventing abortions from taking place at the clinic for most of the day. But police reportedly released the activists later in the day after they posted bail for misdemeanor charges The pro-life news outlet live action reporter. Well, now they're facing the feds and federal felony charges. Oh, yeah. United States Attorney's Office for the Middle District of Tennessee announced one individual, 73, another one who's 58, another one who's 57, another one who's 24, another one who's 51, 56, 55, charged with conspiracy against rights secured by the FACE Act and committing federal violations. Wow. More when I return. The government is addicted to spending, and that reckless spending is driving up costs on everything for your family. It's not right, and it's not fair. But you don't have to be a victim. There are things you can do right now to lower your monthly expenses and mitigate the impact of inflation. Step one switch your cell phone service to pure talk on america's most reliable 5g network you don't have to sacrifice coverage to save a fortune every single month take a look at your cell phone bill if you're with verizon 18 tier t-mobile you're getting ripped off i know how much you pay pure talk will give you unlimited talk text and six gigs of data just 30 bucks a month that's real money that can go to cover groceries or gas and pure talk has never raised rates Take action. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, that's Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast. And you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com. Enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk.
2: The establishment's worst nightmare. Mark Levin. Call in now 877 381
0: 3811. I want to continue with this, because I haven't gotten to the nub of it yet. So these FBI raids, and they brag about it. In a Wednesday press release, the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Middle District of Tennessee announced that Chester Gallagher, 73 years of age, Heather Idoni, 58, Calvin Zastro, 57, Caroline Davis, 24, Coleman Boyd, 51, Dennis Green, 56, Paul Vaughn, 55, are charged with conspiracy against rights secured by the FACE Act and committing FACE Act violations. Ladies and gentlemen, the FACE Act cannot trump the First Amendment of the Constitution. Isn't it amazing how they're rounding these people up? And yet again, the people who are threatening justices with their marching? There's a federal statute as clear as day and not one of them has been charged with anything, let alone have FBI SWAT come to their homes. Isn't that shocking? Hurley, a pro-life activist who is friends with many of those charged on Wednesday, told the Daily Signal. The FBI raided 73-year-old Gallagher's home on Wednesday morning with guns drawn. Hurley not physically present, but said he was alerted to the alleged raid by friends. He happened to be in South Carolina, but the neighbors reported and then the FBI ended up coming to talk to the neighbors to get his cell phone number to find out where he was. He was in South Carolina, immediate offered to turn himself into the U.S. Marshal's office, which they said he could turn himself in tomorrow. So he'll be turning himself in tomorrow morning. Eva Edel, 87. Eva Zastro, 24. James Zastro, 25. Paul Place, 24. Are all charged with committing FACE Act violations as well in the press release by the Department of Justice. Gallagher reportedly used social media to promote pro life events scheduled for March 2021 in the Nashville area. His pro life activists, which the Justice Department released calls co conspirators, used Facebook to coordinate travel and the logistics and to identify other participants for the blockade. Facebook did not immediately respond to request for comment from the Daily Signal. Hurley explained that a rescue means to forfeit one's own well-being and peaceful attempt to save innocent life by placing oneself in between a victim and an oppressor. The... Justice Department release went on. The live stream broadcast was titled in part Mount Julia, Tennessee Rescue, March 5, 2021. And live streamed the blockade event as his co-conspirators and others blocked the clinic's entry doors and prevented a patient and an employee from entering. The live stream also broadcast members of the group attempting to engage a patient and her companion. His boy told his live stream audience the patient was a mom coming to kill her baby. So what? That's all protected by the First Amendment. If the pro-life activists are convicted, those charged with conspiracy could spend 11 years in prison and fines up to $250, while the others face up to a year in prison and fines up to $10,000. The news comes amid a national outcry over the dramatic arrest of Mark Hauck a Catholic father and pro-life activist who was reportedly dramatically arrested by armed FBI agents in front of his family for allegedly pushing a pro-abortion activist who allegedly harassed his son. Neither the FBI nor the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Middle District of Tennessee would respond to the Daily Signal. Stasi. The Stasi. That's what it's become. Meanwhile, the communist Chinese spies are all over the place. Does not the FBI have some actual work to do? It's like the January 6th committee. Doesn't Congress actually have some work to do? I mean, innocent people being treated like this, ladies and gentlemen. You have a... A phalanx of 93 U.S. Attorneys' offices working in coordination with Maine Justice at the directive and behest of the Attorney General of the United States, who's obviously made a priority of threatening and intimidating pro-lifers exercising their First Amendment rights. Just as he made it a priority to intimidate parents raising questions about the radical left agenda being imposed on their children, whether it comes to perversion and sexuality or critical race theory and racism. So they're intimidated. Their goal is to intimidate parents in the classroom. I don't know how much more of this the American people are going to tolerate. Then if you raise concerns, your character assassinated, you have to deal with potential federal law enforcement. You get a scarlet letter, so you have to hope your employers don't find out about it. And I could go on and on, of course. That's what's going on in America today. Some of you have friends. Some of you have friends and they're on the fence. They're not sure exactly how they intend to vote. They're just not sure what to do. Well, if they're not sure now to vote against the Democrat, meaning vote for the Republican, they're never going to be sure. The Russians... The Russians and the Saudis are working together to elect more Republicans. That's the lightest excuse. And we have Representative Pramilia Jayapal, if that is her name, who I believe represents Seattle. Do you think she goes door-to-door campaigning in Seattle, Mr. Producer? I just wonder. And she's on CNN yesterday, and she's got it all figured out. Cut three, go.
1: So, bottom line is you bring up the election. What are the implications here for Democrats for the midterms with gas prices going up now? Well, obviously, it's not good to have gas prices going up. However, I'm not sure that we will see the reaction so immediately. The president. Look is here.
0: Uh, look here. I have to say it's not good. These prices go up, but we love it. We, Pramila Jayapal and. All the other Jayapalites and her ilk, we love it. When the price goes up, we want America to be poor. We want to crush the middle class. We want to overthrow this imperialist, colonial regime of these white supremacists. And the sooner we do it, the better. This poisonous, cancerous capitalist system, this racist capitalist system, We must replace it with equity and equality, which can only be achieved through economic socialism. We have to change the minds, starting with the children, turn them into good little Marxists. They must reject their family and their faith. They must learn to hate America like we do. They must turn on each other. Based on race, of course. So yes, we want to bankrupt the average person out there. Particularly working people who are voting more and more Republican. Particularly Hispanics who are voting more and more Republican. We need to break them, break up their families. That's, that's what we have to do. But then we can't admit that that's what we're doing. No, no. The politics of it doesn't work very well. Telling people you hate their guts and trying to ruin their lives. It's hard to get votes. So we'll tell them the Republicans are doing it. The Russians are doing it. While we put our boots on the throat of the American energy industry. We destroy the combustion engines. Yes. will we prevent oil pipelines we know what we're doing we just can't tell them can't tell the MAGA republicans they'll turn on us go ahead or uh, oil reserves ah the- shut up you idiot I'll be right back Mark in. The government is addicted to spending, and that reckless spending is driving up costs on everything for your family. It's not right, and it's not fair. But you don't have to be a victim. There are things you can do right now to lower your monthly expenses and mitigate the impact of inflation. Step one, switch your cell phone service to pure talk. On America's most reliable 5G network, you don't have to sacrifice coverage to save a fortune every single month. Take a look at your cell phone, Bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're getting ripped off. I know how much you pay. Pure Talk will give you unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month. That's real money that can go to cover groceries or gas, and Pure Talk has never raised rates. Take action. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan that will save you money. Then enter promo code Podcast. that's L-E-V-I-N-PODCAST, and you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST to switch to my company, Pure Talk. Joe Biden, outside the White House today. Is he? He's getting ready to go to pick your nose, New York. I mean, Poughkeepsie, New York. And uh, there's Joe, uh, always attentive, cringing, you know, with that weird look in his face, Uh, the plastic surgery he received, obviously, a few years ago prior to running uh, seems to be dripping off his face, particularly because it's raining. His teeth are glued into his head. His fake hair has been weaved into his forehead. He's been put together and clearly not by the best. In any event, here he is outside the White House today. He's very disappointed. You know, he made this trip all the way over to the Middle East. He met one genocidal monarch after another. Thought he had a deal. We need more oil. I love you guys. I hate America. I hate American oil companies. I hate American oil workers. I hate the union workers who work for oil companies. I've sold out to the white-collar, radical, left, phony climate change types because they have more money. Cut to go.
2: disappointment, and uh, we're looking at what alternatives you may have. Don't hurt him, man. Don't you knock him through the wire. There's a lot of alternatives we haven't made up our minds yet.
0: Is Venezuela one of those alternatives? There's a lot of alternatives we haven't made up our minds yet. Now, the answer should be no. Venezuela is a communist, genocidal country the people there are starving to death. They are abused and brutalized by thy regime, and they're working closely with the communist Chinese and the fascistic Russians. Why would we work with them to give them money? But now, now. He hates you and me more. Go ahead.
2: I'm sorry, I'm sorry.
0: President Putin at the G twenty summit or AP summit. <laughs> will you b dig in other words, will you meet with President Putin at the G twenty summit, sir? Go ahead.
2: No, the the trip was not essentially for oil. The trip was about the Middle East and about Israel and, and rationalization of positions. But it is a disappointment, and it says that they're a problem.
0: Yes, so when we met with a number of these Arab countries, including Saudi Arabia, it was about Israel, don't you know? Such a liar. And poor Israel. They have a pathetic, phony prime minister. They had an earlier phony prime minister by the name of Bennett. Now they have a phony prime minister by the name of Lapid, because he's a lap dog for Biden. And so they have this area off of Lebanon where there's a lot of gas and, and oil. And so the Biden administration, this meathead, is pressing the Israelis to surrender that to Hezbollah. Hezbollah, which is a militia arm of the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran and has up to 40,000 rockets aimed at the cities in Israel, especially Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. And so uh, this would obviously provide them with money and this lapdog Lapid was all for it, but then Hezbollah threw a few other conditions in there, as did Biden. And uh, Netanyahu, they're going to have an election there soon, is back. The equivalent of the modern-day Churchill. And we have a few of those right now. But Netanyahu is a world leader. And uh, he's going to run against this clown. He's really the rightful prime minister of that country. And they've tried to take him down, just like our FBI and Justice Department. They have the same damn thing over in Israel. Hey, he got cigars. Let's take him out. Yeah, stay. And, of course, their case has all fallen apart. And the judges are libs, just like here. In any event, ladies and gentlemen, there's Biden clueless as always, but marching full speed ahead and dragging the nation over the cliff with him. I'll be right back. in at checkout fastgrowingtrees.com code levin offer is valid for a limited time terms and conditions may apply please visit fastgrowingtrees.com for details ladies and gentlemen i want to ask you a question did you know withdrawing your cash from the bank can be very risky that's right banks are now required to spy on us for the government and they report any behavior they think is suspicious it's true and I was shocked when I read this Secret War on Cash from Swiss America. The new war against cash is really a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. So, you need to read The War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling 800-630-1492, 800-630-1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. Now, this War on Cash is growing daily. And also includes all forms of digital money. Please get and read The Secret World Cash free to my listeners by calling now 800 630 1492,
1: 800 630 1492, or visit SwissAmerica.com. He's here. He's here.
0: The liberal white racists on MSNBC and CNN, among other places, are trying to take out Herschel Walker. This is what they do. And, of course, they're joined by other Democrat operatives and apparatchiks who are not white, but who are Marxist and ideological, but are also bigoted. So they target Herschel Walker. They don't want to know anything about Warnock and all the sleaze in his background. No, 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 no. It's Herschel Walker. These are the same people who would vote today if Ted Kennedy were around for re-election or for even president, despite Chappaquiddick. Rachel Scott is an ABC News reporter. I confess I don't know who she is, but I was quite pleased in how she was questioning Stacey Abrams. Now, I noticed the January 6th committee and Dizzy Lizzie Cheney are not interested in all so called election deniers. Stacey Abrams being an early first election denier, as as well as several members of her committee Benny Hill Thompson, Jamie the Red Raskin. Then, of course, there is Adam Schiffless. But hey, who's looking? So here is uh, Rachel Scott asking Stacey Abrams, cut seven, go.
1: Your campaign put out a statement pointing to the legislative victories um, since the 2018 election. So does that mean that you have faith in the upcoming election and how it will be run? And will you commit to conceding if you do not win more votes than Governor? I have always acknowledged the outcome of elections and. What is deeply concerning to me is the conflation of access to the right to vote and the outcome of elections. I have never challenged the outcome of the election. In my speech on on November 16th, I clearly stated that he was the victor. And any time I've discussed the outcome, it has always been in the context of what we were able to generate among voters who were used.
0: to... so see, the system was the problem. People can't vote who want to vote. Doesn't matter. You got drop boxes. You got. Absentee ballots, you have early voting, you have late voting, you have on and on and on, but somehow the system is just racist as hell. And of course, the t- these statistics demonstrate that she's a liar. But nonetheless, there she is, Stacy. Go ahead process.
1: But my fight will always be about access. I know that heading into the 2022 election, there are new barriers that have been put in place, that there are senior citizens and Really, voting. You took
0: the case to a federal judge who was appointed by Obama and he said you're full of crap. That there is no systemic effort to stop people from voting, including people of color. That's an Obama judge. Just said it earlier this week or late last week. But there she is. Go ahead.
1: We're facing a much more difficult time getting access to absentee ballot application. I will never be silent about the issues of voter access because I believe in our democracy and I believe in our right to vote. I do not question the outcome of the election, but I do question the process. But on this question, I didn't hear an answer to the question. Will you commit to conceding the election if Governor Kemp does have more votes? Again, said, I, I answered your question at the very beginning. I acknowledged at the very beginning that he won the election. What I said in my speech. But you also wouldn't concede. No, no, no. What I said in that speech is I would not concede a system that would
0: not permit voters to be heard. But yes. I believe He won, but the system is corrupt as hell. He won, but but what? But what? This is what amazes me. There's no state investigation of her, no local DA with a grand jury, no Republican DAs investigating what she said and if she tried to reverse the course of the election or the outcome of the, no, 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 not Stacy. Stacy would never do that. She's made millions. Because she's a capitalist. She's an entrepreneur, I'm sure. Right? And uh, that's Stacy. But now we had, uh, I told you about Herschel Walker, now we have Clarence Thomas. He's an historic justice. He even knows how to define a man and a woman, I suppose. He's a man with enormous integrity and intelligence. And he's an originalist. He even understands what the 14th Amendment says, unlike Justice Jackson, who believes that the 14th Amendment compels discrimination. Imagine that. Equal protection compels discrimination. But Kamala Harris, who can barely put a sentence together unless it's written for us, and even then, there's some questions. Of course, she has to attack Clarence Thomas. Why? Why attack Clarence Thomas? Why not attack Neil Gorsuch? Because Clarence Thomas is black. And she feels she can say whatever she wants about him. And Clarence Thomas is a male, and she feels she can say anything about him. Cut eight, go.
1: Clarence Thomas said the quiet part out loud. Because for those of us who have read the decision and the concurring opinions, we know that it is very much in the trajectory of those who have taken away this right of privacy uh, that they are looking at same-sex marriage, and and the right to contraception.
0: Oh, really? Now, I read what he wrote. He didn't say we should take away same-sex marriage or the right to contraception. See, she's a dingbat. She's a moron, which tells you almost anybody can get a law degree. But that said, it's not what he said. He suggested that they might want to look at the rationale for some of these decisions. That doesn't mean he opposes the outcome or supports the outcome in the case of same-sex marriage. Right to contraception? Right to contraception. All these cases that came before, if you have enough integrity to tell the truth, they were all schemes and efforts to get the Supreme Court to ride roughshod over these states and localities when it comes to cultural issues. And here I'm not talking about interracial marriage or same-sex marriage, I'm talking about the so-called right to privacy. Now, if there is a right to privacy, why do the Democrats keep violating it? Why do they wanna know everything about us with the federal income tax? Why do they want to keep all these lists about people with whom they disagree and throw the word domestic terrorist around? Why do they want to monitor us all the time? How did the January 6th committee get 13 of my emails? What is it about them and their American Stasi? How is it that they get people's text messages and emails? Like so many of the people they've targeted, the Democrat Party. So they don't believe in a privacy right. They don't believe in a privacy right. They don't believe in individual liberties. They believe in the destruction of the family. You know what's interesting about this decision, this decision called Loving versus Virginia? By the Supreme Court that ruled that interracial marriage is in fact constitutional and it is unconstitutional for states to prohibit them? Do you know the first state court to rule that? The first state Supreme Court that ruled that was the Alabama Supreme Court. The Alabama Supreme Court ruled that when the state legislature and the governor of Alabama, I believe it was in the 30s or 20s, passed legislation against interracial marriage, it was the Alabama Supreme Court that ruled that that's unconstitutional. Imagine that. It was the Democrat president at the time, Franklin Roosevelt, who wouldn't support a bill outlawing federal lynching. A federal law outlawing lynching in states. Imagine that. Funny how the hats switch from time to time, isn't it? Clarence Thomas wasn't making any result-oriented political or cultural or policy arguments. He was saying the court might want to look for a different footing for some of these decisions, but you're not allowed to, because that means that means you're obviously a monster. Obviously. Really impuls- repulsive. Then we have Seth Myers, a wealthy white man, also attacking Clarence Thomas. Why? Because he's a leftist. As long as you're attacking minorities, whether they're black or Hispanic or Asian or Indian or whatever they are, <coughs> who are conservatives or who just disagree with you, that's okay. That's okay. Seth Myers is a mental midget. He's not a comic; he's a clown, and he has no ratings. Hence, he has a TV show. Cut nine, go.
2: Seriously, Clarence Thomas shouldn't even be on the bench, let alone ruling on cases directly involving the guy his wife teamed up with to orchestrate an attempt coup. For one thing. All right.
0: So Clarence Thomas should not be on the bench. Why is that? And why does he talk so fast? What's with these fools? So Clarence Thomas shouldn't be on the bench. Why? Because he's black? No, 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 because... because. And his wife was trying to orchestrate an attempted coup. Perhaps he's confusing Ginny Thomas with DUI Paul Pelosi's wife, Nancy Eva Pelosi. Who tried to organize a coup, or perhaps he was confusing Ginny Thomas with Hillary Rotten Clinton Who funded an entire coup effort Russia collusion, don't you know Go ahead
2: out they never talked about it can you imagine any married person saying with a straight face oh no I've never heard any of my spouse's insane opinions (laughs) Thomas involving himself in this ruling is even more ludicrous given that his wife Ginny just involved in what
0: ruling moron involved in what ruling you're supposed to be a comedian you're supposed to be a comedian but you're not a comedian you're a slob and a puke and you're attacking a woman and a black man. And if you were a conservative, you'd be blown off of uh, off your network by the bigwigs there. But Clarence Thomas is the constant target. Herschel Walker is the target. Uh, any minority of prominence, of success, who doesn't toe the line, They, their spouses, their families are fair game for the likes of Seth Myers. Who the hell is this puke anyway? God's honest truth. Is he funny? Who is this jerk? He was on Saturday Night Live? That's not funny. Nobody watches that anymore. You know what people watch on Saturday Night, Mr. Producer? Kill Me, Bongino, and Lawrence. And you know what else they watch on Saturday night, Mr. Producer? The UFC. They're not going to waste their time. Well, this guy's on every night. Well, nobody watches him every night. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You see, the mayor of Washington, D.C., is celebrating... Herschel Walker's attacked. Clarence Thomas is attacked. But the mayor of D.C. is just fantastic. Muriel Bowser. Liberal Democrat, really a head case. Daily Wire, Dylan Burroughs. Washington, D.C. advances bill to let non-citizens vote. This has gotten almost no attention. The city newspaper, the Washington Compost... No problem. The City Council of Washington, D.C. voted 12 to 1 on Tuesday to advance a bill that would allow non-citizen residents to vote in future local elections. Now, why would this mayor and the Democrats allow non-citizen residents to vote in future local elections? Doesn't this cut against everything? Do we get to vote in the elections of other countries if we just walk over the border? Do we get to vote in elections in Mexico? Well, why doesn't Mexico let us vote in their elections? Do we get to vote in elections in Canada? Why not? Because it's nuts. It's how you destroy a country. So the leftists don't believe in the country. They believe in the party. They believe in themselves. They believe in the power. So we have an open border for a reason. It's reasons like this. Now, whatever you do, don't send, you know, a couple hundred migrants to Washington, D.C. Then you'll need to call out the National Guard. But if they're here in the sanctuary city of Washington, D.C., they should at least be able to vote. The bill will move ahead to an upcoming final vote before being sent to Muriel Bowser, the mayor. They're like all D.C. residents. They deserve a right to have a say in their government, says D.C. council member Charles Allen. Obviously, this guy is a real putz. They raise families here. They contribute to their community. They run business that people depend on. They pay taxes that we decide how to spend. Yet they have no ability to elect local leaders who make decisions about their bodies, their businesses, and their taxes. That's why we have what's called citizenship requirements. That's why you're supposed to come here legally, go through the process. Because you see, you moron, Charles Allen, immigration is supposed to assist the existing citizenship, all the people in Washington, D.C., who are ill-served by schmucks like you. Ill-served by jerks like you. That's who you're supposed to represent and help improve their lives and their safety. And they're schooling. You schmuck. The bill, if approved, would permit non citizen residents in the District of Columbia to vote in local elections that include its mayor, attorney general, school board members. The residency requirement was only 30 days for non citizens. 30 days. What do you think, Mr. Producer? The insanity? 30 days been in Washington 30 days you declare your citizenship in effect you declare i'm here i made the decision to be here now give me rights and give me the vote there's no standards none whatsoever country's dying it's dying fast the democrat party's killing the part. Uh, killing the country they hate the country they want the country dead That's what the Democrat Party's doing. It's them. They're doing it. The Democrat Party. I'll be right back. Mark
2: Levin, a proud conservative. No ifs, ands, or
0: buts. Call in at 877-381-3811. Now, Muriel Bowser, the mayor of Washington, D.C., is not the only mayor who's pressing such an agenda. The mayors are networked. They all talk to each other. The Democrat Party's networked. They never turn it off. It's full speed ahead in the destruction of America. Because this is how Democrats and the left fulfill their their desires and their wants. They think they're victims. They act like counter-revolutionaries. But they get into power, and they have a lot of power, and they destroy the country. And they destroy their cities. They have complete control, of the Democrats, of these cities. So now what can go wrong if non-citizens have the right to vote in future local elections in Washington, and New York, and L.A. and these other cities? What could go wrong? This is why this is being done in coordination with the National Democrats and Eva Pelosi and her ilk. Because the less firewalls you have the easier it is for these people who are non-citizens to vote in state and federal elections. That's why. And, of course, the January 6th committee won't touch that because it helps the Democrats. Anything that helps the Democrats is to be embraced, if not enshrined. Any challenge to it is Jim Crow 2 or some absurd, idiotic statement to try and cut people off from engaging and debating. So this idea of non-citizens voting with an open border, this idea of an open border with a massive welfare state, these two issues alone will destroy America. Those two issues alone. If you're a citizen in the United States, or a long-time resident of the United States, you know this. This is why the Democrats, who are really racists and bigots, and always have been, since their founding of this party, throughout the last century and into this century, they're racists and bigots. Listen to Joy Reid. Tiffany Cross. And they're not alone. Listen to Joe Biden. Sounds like a bigot all the time. What I'm saying is, Anything for power. Now, you would have thought it's insane if I had told you five years ago that they want non-citizens to vote. I'd be attacked by the lumps of stupidity that our phony reporters at the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes and all the rest of the phony outlets. Fearmonger. Scaremonger. Replacement theory. But it's happening right before our eyes. Right before our eyes. And it's funny. It's funny how these, these frauds and fools pay no attention to what people think on the border. And that includes Hispanics and blacks and, of course, white people. No, they don't care what they think. They don't care what they're going through. Once more, they don't care what the people are going through or trying to come into this country, which is horrendous. We have to rely on the BBC and Fox, that's it, to go down there and see what's going on. And our government's trying to prevent them from seeing what's going on. But don't worry, we have sanctuary cities. Sanctuary cities, my ass. Can you imagine if these phony mayors up in the Northeast were mayors of cities like Houston, Texas or Dallas, Texas, or San Antonio, or even more, El Paso or McAllen, Texas, or Tucson, Arizona? Can you imagine? These Northeast leftists? but now we're going to have non-citizens voting in local elections and you're not going to prevent them from voting in other elections because the Democrats passed laws at the state and federal level where you're not allowed to ask people for identification. You're not allowed to ask them who they are. Oh, how's that going to work out? But don't worry, folks, you're the insurrectionists. You are. You're the danger to the country. You're the ones the FBI is to keep an eye on. You! This election is a call f- cause for an alarm. It's a cause for alarm. We've got to get out there and we've got to vote in mass because we have no other way to address this. It's the first step. It's the first step. That's why people like Liz Cheney, even Mitch McConnell, George W. Bush, not to be confused with any other Bush, Dick Cheney, they have regressed, unfortunately, their throwbacks. They do not comprehend the threat of Marxism in this country, even though they, they claim to uh, comprehend the threat of Marxism in other countries. They don't see what's punching them in the nose and slapping them in the face. And there's a lot of repubics like that. The idiot former governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie. The other idiot former governor of New Jersey, Whitman. And they're not alone. You have current governors like this Larry Hogan in in Maryland. Or this guy Baker in Massachusetts. They're a joke. They'll leave office. And the Democrats will fill the gap and continue to do what they do. What happened in California is. When the Democrats won an election. For governor. And they held the state legislature. The assembly and the state senate. They immediately went to work to ensure that they would be a permanent majority. They changed the election systems. They funded the entities they needed to fund. They created the entities they needed to create. And that is the model, pretty much, that the Democrats took to Washington, Pelosi coming out of San Francisco with this HR1. They had a They didn't even have a majority in the Senate. They had a minuscule majority in the House, and her first act was to try to forever change our voting system so Republicans could never win again. To add four Democrat senators with D.C. and Puerto Rico as states? Immediately, add four Democrat members, so the Republicans would really never ever get a majority again. That's what's taking place. They're always about how to seize liberty, how to seize individualism. They don't believe in representative government. My God, everything Biden's doing has nothing to do with representative government. One executive order after another. And every now and then the courts catch up with them and slap them down. But they can't catch up with everything. Look what's happened to this country. He's destroyed our economy, destroyed it. He's destroyed our energy independence. Nobody voted for that. Nobody voted for inflation and massive deficit spending. The guy's a fraud. He dressed up as a moderate. But he's not. And the people around him, Susan Rice and her ilk, they're not. Did he campaign on open borders, America? Did he campaign on eliminating the combustion engine in America? Unbelievable. Did he campaign on destroying women's sports, America? And imposing critical race theory on our children through his union thugs? Did he campaign on sexualizing our little kids? No. Who voted for this? Nobody. But now, there needs to be a correction. And that has to be us, or there won't be a correction. Because they're not going to surrender, and they're not going to give up on their own. They're not going to say, hey, we were wrong. And reverse course. They're not going to do it. The only way to do it is to kick their asses out of office. And any one of these Democrats who runs as a moderate, vote against them. They're liars. They voted for every massive spending bill that was put in front of them by Pelosi. They voted for 87,000 new IRS agents. Every damn one of them. These phony I'm a moderate. We're trying to get things done on a bipartisan basis. That's a lie. I'll be right back. Much love in A sad day in so many ways. People wake up, you find out one of your friends is gone. Happens, I know. Family members, happens, I know. But uh, we're going to miss Bernie a lot. Bernard McGurk. And I'm sure. I'm sure everybody's going to miss him at WABC and around the country where you remember him with uh, Imus and so forth. There is a person who's been dressed as a reporter for decades. Her name is Nita Totenberg. She's been on the government doll forever at National Pubic Radio. She covered the Justice Department when I was there with Attorney General Meese many decades ago. Yes, she's long in the tooth, but really always has been. But she to me was never a reporter she was a hack a radical left-wing hack she played favorites and she played enemies while nita totenberg shreds media ethics at npr writes tim graham the great tim graham at media research center shamelessly liberal npr supreme court reporter nita totenberg hit the new york times bestseller list with her new book dinners with ruth celebrating her five decades of flouting any notion of media ethics with her pal, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. The commercial objective is fairly clear. It's time to cash in with all the libertine leftists who bought buckets of notorious RGB merchandise. It's no surprise this book is a hit with public radio progressives. NPR cranked up its own taxpayer-funded publicity machine to goose the sales, including a seven-minute morning edition interview on September 2 with anchor Steve Inskeep. A syrupy NPR book review on September 12 by their book critic, Martha Ann Toll. She began, count me among those who rely on NPR reporter Nita Totenberg's crystalline explanations for all things legal, especially Supreme Court Arcania. No one is clearer and more incisive. Ah, BS. It went downhill from there. For example, quote, Totenberg became a household name during the now infamous hearings for Justice Clarence Thomas. Infamous? Because he made it. The next day it was hailed as NPR's book of the day. A fulsome hour on NPR's talk show, Fresh Air with Terry Gross. And he or she is. On September 14th, felt like this is your life, discussing Totenberg's violinist father and her two husbands, as well as RBG stuff. A chunk of it reran on Fresh Air weekend. You subsidize all this, America. Ten minutes on a similar afternoon news talk show here and now, host Robin Young told listeners they chatted with Totenberg for an event before a sold-out crowd in Boston. They howled about FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover calling Totenberg a persistent B-word and how in the heat of the Hill Thomas fracas she told Republican Senator Alan Simpson he was a blanking bully after they fought on ABC's Nightmare. Uh, Yeah, Nightline, Nightmare, same thing. In each interview, they would touch on the ethical questions raised by Totenberg-Ginsburg Alliance. Each time, Totenberg blustered past the questions. This was no secret arrangement. Totem piled around with Ginsburg at the Glamour Magazine Woman of the Year Awards and at the Sundance Film Festival to promote CNN's saccharine RBG documentary. She uncorked a a six-and-a-half-minute segment on NPR promoting the book The Notorious RBG and Ginsburg's ascension to cultural iconic status. Look how Clarence Thomas is treated. Only after Ginsburg died, NPR's public editor confessed NPR should have revealed Totenberg and RBG friendship earlier. the time, Totenberg comically claimed, I have never shaded my reporting because of my friendship with Justice Ginsburg. Oh, you always did, young lady. I mean, old lady. Her reporting is perpetually tilted to the left. In the PBS interview, Totenberg sounded her usual Supreme Court notes. There are six very conservative justices. It's probably a court more conservative than any court in maybe 90 years. Even John Roberts, over the years, she warned that almost every Republican nominee was very, very conservative. And sure to ruin everything. After Anthony Kennedy retired, Totenberg even said it was the end of the world as we know it. There were liberal journalists who were bothered by the flagrant Totenberg-Ginsburg chumminess at Politico. Michael Schaefer wrote, could you imagine a congressional reporter doing a book called Dinners with Harry Reid? Mm-hmm. None of this matters at all to Totenberg. She bathed in all the fawning attention that came from her friendship with Ginsburg, and she's still cashing in on it. If Washington is described as a swamp, she's the scaliest of swamp things. I think uh, it's a tie with Maggot Haberman there, actually. Good piece, Tim. We salute our armed forces, peace officers, police officers, fire. They said we're whammed. All you truckers out there, and the men and women in Taiwan and Ukraine, we're with you.